It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It is Greek for the week, and we're going to get we're going to get right into it today. And we're going to talk about an aspect of God that maybe we we don't look at God this certain way. You know, when we say God, we think of Him. We say He's powerful. He's sovereign. He's loving. He is um, He's merciful. He's just. He's righteous. We have all these these adjectives that we ascribe towards God, and and rightfully so. These are rightfully so. But it's Greek for the week, so we're going to look at it from a different angle going in. <laughs> Maybe something that you haven't you haven't thought about before. And that's what we do on, on Greek for the Week is we go at it from a point of view that maybe you just haven't thought about. And I do that because, you know, the teachers I appreciate most in my life are the ones that that said, you know, I can preach to you or I can show you a different perspective. And, you know, when you get a different perspective, if you're a pastor, if you're a minister, it makes really good <clears throat> preaching material. So if you're a minister and you're a pastor and you're listening to this, keep on listening because we want to give you guys some ammo to preach and declare the glory and the righteousness and the power of God. So we got to go to Titus chapter 3 and verse number, we'll start at verse number 2. And uh, well, let's just start at verse number 1 and go through this, okay? This is what it says. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, okay? To speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy towards all people. And this is where we want to get in. Now, it's very important that we pay attention to verse number three because, you know, we always talk about how context flows into a verse and context flows out of a verse. And wherever we're looking at and examining, we have to find what's coming into it and what's coming out of it if we want to find out what is in it. So it says, for we ourselves, now Paul, and Paul does this a lot, is he likes to go back to that old life and go back to that former life for one reason, not to brag about it, how cool he was. And people do that sometimes. Oh, my days might be called my BC days before Christ. I used to be the biggest sinner in the world. I used to do these things. Okay, most people know that if they know you for an extended period of time. But Paul did it, not just to talk about it, but to contrast it with where he's at now. So the darkness that he brings up would show how much more glorious the light was. So if you're going to talk about your BC days, all right, I would recommend, number one, don't be too graphic and too descriptive. Let lying dogs leave. Let it be water under the bridge. But if you got to go back to it, okay, don't be graphic and don't even be funny. Don't even joke about it because then what are you saying? It's not serious. It was sin. You can't joke about that. Number two, contrast it for how marvelous the grace of God is in your life. Which is Paul? He's doing this right here. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient. It's just getting worse and worse here. Led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and in envy. Wow. Malice and envy. Doing wrong to people and envying everybody that's doing better than us. Hated by others and hating one another. This some pretty heavy-duty things right here. Now, I don't know about you, but if you told me that you said, I want to introduce you to my friend, and I say, what's your friend like? Well, he's foolish, and he's disobedient to everybody in his life, and really he's led astray, which means easily enticed. Slave, and you know, he's, he's got these passions, he's slave to them, and his pleasures, he follows them, and he's malicious, and he's envious, and 
you know what? You're really going to like him because he's hated by others and he's hating, he hates other people. I would say, this is not somebody that I'm interested in being friends with. But look what Paul says in verse number four. But when the goodness and loving kindness of our God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us not because works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a lot said in that. And I want to focus on, now Paul is talking about salvation right here, talking about uh, where this came from, where the washing of regeneration, where the renewing of the Holy Spirit, we could talk about that some other time, but how salvation, how it began with us, it all began with the goodness of God. And this is where the Greek comes in, krestotes, which is the goodness of God. But here, it actually means a little bit, there's a little nuance that I want us to focus on. And krestotes here refers to, are you ready? Friendliness. It's saying that God is friendly. And when we were, perhaps you could say, nothing much to befriend, God befriended us. God befriended us when we weren't quite friend material. We wouldn't make a good friend. I don't think anybody foolish and disobedient <laughs> and malicious and envy would make a good friend. And that's when God came alongside of us and believed in us and believed the best in us and said, you know something? They're the type of people that I can make something out of. Now, um, you could say it like this. There we were on the other side of the cafeteria. Nobody wanted to sit next to us. Nobody wanted anything to do with us. Like that lonely student in high school, there's always a couple, and, you know, my heart goes out to them. And just like if you're a compassionate person, your heart might go out to that person that one, nobody wants to hang out with. Jesus saw you from across the lunchroom. He went down, put his arm around you, sat next to you, began to talk to you because he saw that, you know what? Not because anything's good in you, but there's something inside of him that is so good and that is so friendly that if he could befriend you and make you his friend, he could take his goodness and display it in your life and turn you from your ways. And then when people see how you are now righteous and walking in God's mercy and washed and have the renewal of the Holy Spirit, they'd say, wow, what a friend you have that he came alongside you and he turned you around. So Jesus's operation to befriend humanity when we were sinners was really a master plan to bring glory to God. Because now when people see us, they say, well, you were this way and now look at how you are. What is the reason? You could say, because like the old song says, what, what a friend we have in Jesus. I think it's interesting. You know, I was reading a story. Um, I was reading a story this week that was really touching. It was about a young man, 22 years old, 22, pretty young guy, and he's a rapper, and he's in Florida. And this 22-year-old rapper was with his friends, and they were talking about who their best friend is and who they hang out with. And he said that his best friend is an 81-year-old woman. I think she was in Virginia. Maybe I got the facts. She was in another state. 81-year-old woman in, I believe she's in a nursing home. And all his friends said, oh, this is crazy. You know, it's not true. And he kept insisting that his, his best friend was an 81-year-old woman in a nursing home in another state. You know what he did? He got on a plane, and he went there, and he met her, and he took a picture with her as his best friend. And it turns out they really were friends. And the, the reason they met is because, <laughs> 21st century stuff here now, 
they were playing Words with Friends on their iPhone. She randomly popped up, and they began to compete. Words with Friends, Words with Friends. They just started playing, and they had game after game, and it was good competition, and soon they became friends. And um, he ended up befriending that woman. And the whole point, the reason I'm sharing this to you, is because this is an example of an unlikely friendship and an unlikely, um, as you could say, uh, pair. Two people that you wouldn't think would make friends, but so out of the box. And when you look at how mankind is now serving the Lord and how we now honor God, you'd say, how is it that you can have a holy God and a God that is righteous and a God that is just now in relationship with fallen humanity? And the reason being is because it all goes back to the fact that God He's friendly. You know, this was probably for Jews at that time a very uncanny, perhaps even bizarre message because they were looking at the God of the New Testament, or excuse me, the God of the Old Testament as He's loving. They would say that, especially in the Psalms. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness stretches to the sky, like the third day song. Um, they understood God as loving. But they also understood him as a God to fear. They're concerned about standing before him in judgment. And that side of God still very much exists. Okay, there is, there is a side of God that is wrathful. And the book of Revelation makes that very clear and plain to us. But for them to see that God would befriend humanity at this type of friendship was a, a different type of concept. This word here, crestitase, refers to a um, embracing spirit or a loving spirit that generates feelings of warm affection that would not withhold any kind of generous gift wherever it's needed. So it's warm affection. So when I say God's friendly, I'm saying that when he thinks, when he thought about humanity, Yahweh had this warm affection in their heart, you know. Uh, the holidays just passed, and and we people come in from out of town. We see friends that we haven't seen in a long time. We slow the pace of our lives down so that we can be around people we love. And when you see them, that warmth comes over you. I remember uh, just recently, I was looking at, like I do at the end of the year, I look at pictures about where my life was, and I just celebrated 10 years of Chris Palmer Ministries. I know we have Light of Today as our church, three for the week, kind of part of our church uh, in a way. But it all started with Chris Palmer Ministries. It celebrated 10 years, so I went back through the old videos that I had, all the way back to 2009 when I first got my iPhone. I got them all saved on my terabyte. And, um, and that was when iPhones, I, and I, I was seeing the quality of iPhones back then. Nothing like we have now. Just nothing. <laughs> but I got by. I found an old video of my nephew, who's now eight years old, and he was, at the time, I think he was just one. I think it was from 2011. And now I'm used to him and his funny ways, his goofiness. He's into, you know, action movies and boy stuff. He's just really into it. But back then he was just a baby. And he had a little ball in his hand and just the innocent, innocent little child. And seeing this almost brought tears to my eyes. I mean, it, I stopped. It, caps, it captivated me. And I was looking at pictures of places I'd been, beautiful places I'd been, and, but they didn't produce the affection in me that I had toward my little nephew when my heart just got 
so big inside of my chest. I got butterflies, and I just wanted to stick my hand through the computer screen and squeeze his little face and tell him how much I love him. And that's the type of warm affection that Crestotes is talking about. That's why God had to stick his hands into the earth and say, I have to do something about the fact that they're foolish and they're disobedient and they're led astray and they're slaves to various passions and pleasures and they're passing their days in malice and envy and hated by others and hating one another. I got to do something about this. So Yahweh, the all-powerful, all-sovereign, all-just God, who whenever he does something, it's just because he does it, decided to wrap himself in flesh and come down, Jesus Christ, the God-man, to reconcile man to himself. And the way that Jesus revealed himself to us is Jesus, or Yahweh revealed himself to us is Jesus, friendly. The reconciler, the mediator. The Bible says in Timothy that there's one mediator between God and man. You know what Jesus was doing? He was creating a friendship between humanity and God. The first man, Adam, he destroyed the relationship. The second Adam came along with his friendliness. He was a friend to sinners. He was a friend to the uh, woman uh, at the well, Samaritan. He was a friend to uh, Greeks. He was a friend to Jews. He, the only people he opposed was the Pharisees and the ones that, that suggested that Mankind should be penalized to the highest extreme for their sin and that there was, there was no reconciliation. And, he, and Jesus despised their hypocrisy. The ones that suggested we can't have this reconciling to God. The ones that suggested that God can't be our father. Jesus was the one that rebuked them because he was the one that reconciled us to God because his mission was to come and reveal to us the friendly, the friendly side of God. And that's where God is at now with mankind. God looks at the earth and he wants to be friendly towards us. I know that we have other religions that say that God is, an, you know, he's the enemy and the infidel. That's not the God of the New Testament. That's not the God of the Bible. We see, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. And when I look at Jesus, I see love. He loved his enemies. And that's the way, that's the way God has revealed himself to us uh, through his through his friendliness. And so I want to suggest this to you today, to make it a point to look at God as friendly. And it may be easy to do this in your own life when you say, well, you know, I, I, I could use this word, but look at it as God is friendly towards your enemies. God is friendly towards the people that you dislike. God is friendly towards the people that are causing you trouble and causing you stress and causing you angst and the ones that are talking bad about you and the ones that are, are hindering you. God He's friendly towards them. And you know something? You should walk in friendliness to them as well and show love to them. Now, we've talked about in, in previous times about not hanging out with those kinds of people and mingling with people that will hurt your reputation. But that's not what I'm talking about right here. I'm talking about walking in the true love of God, showing that Christotes. Because you know something? Jesus showed that Christotes to mankind. He's a friendly God. He's friendly not just to you, but to your enemies. And so we should be friendly and show the love of God to everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we will be back at it next time. Make sure that you give the podcast a, a five-star rating. Share it with a friend and tell somebody. Greek for the week, they're taking it. They're taking it deep in Jesus' name.
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.